From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. Joey, how are you today? I'm doing good. Or am I? Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You know. You're getting clever already right off the bat. (laughs) I'm trying. Uh, So what was up with your cleverness there, Joey? Well, we're talking about movies with a twist today, Ben. Okay, I see. So you're like, uh, you're, you're, you're putting some mystery into the episode yeah. a little bit. I am doing fine, though. Thank you for asking. Okay, very good. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> uh, or are you? Uh, okay, well, anyways, we uh, we ended last week with some recommendations for each other. Yeah. Uh, and so I had recommended that you watch The Usual Suspects. Yes, and I had recommended that you watch Lucky Number Slevin. So first things first, did you watch the movie? I did. Did you watch the movie? I did. Second thing second, Lucky Number Slevin, worst title for a movie ever. Is it, though? I think it might be. <laughs> That, it's bad. Bad movie titles might be an interesting one to do. <laughs> Just talk about bad movies, like bad movie titles. That'd yeah. be interesting. Lucky Number Seven is a terrible movie title, but it uh, is kind of a bad. And I, I still don't really even get it. All the name of the horse, the, right? Yeah, this the horse is Slevin. Yeah. Um, but then doesn't he take on the name? I don't know. Okay, this is like details I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, well, let, why don't we just jump right into it as long as we're kind of okay. edging that way anyways. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about usual suspects? Yeah, I'll talk about the usual suspects. Okay. Um, yeah, so I've never seen it. It's like the classic, the go-to, like the top of the list uh, movies with a twist. Yeah, I think widely regarded at least as one of the best movies with a twist. I think going into it knowing that there's a big twist, like kind of, it didn't sour my experience, but it definitely like, I don't know, like I wasn't, I, I was like trying to figure it out the whole time. And so, You're like, waiting for it. Yeah, and I kind of mm-hmm. did. I didn't like. I didn't like. I didn't see it coming until about the last third, the last act. Okay. But I would say, like, by the end, I was like, "Oh, I know where this is going." Well, uh, just we should say right now, there will probably be spoilers in this episode okay. because let's just yeah, we're gonna be spoiling we a lot of movies. You can't talk about movies with a twist without talking about the twist. Yes. You know, so, so yeah. if you haven't seen any of the movies we're talking about, or if we're gonna talk about one that you still want to see, you should pause the episode, watch the movie, then come back to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just gonna spoil it right now. Well, what, maybe just why don't we do this? <laughs> I'm I'm just, <laughs> Maybe we should tell them a little bit about the premise of the film. Sure, sure, Let's sure. just start with a, a right, basic so, summary. I mean, yeah. if, if, if you've seen it, it's it's about uh, this group of five guys who have been put in a lineup, um, and then they all decide to pull a heist on the is it in New York? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they I, specify. I think it's I think it's New York. They might be in a harbor somewhere. Yeah, they yeah. end up in. Uh, LA, I believe, later on in the movie. They kind of go back and forth. <laughs> but anyway, so they 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 decide to pull this heist basically on the cops where these there's like crooked cops driving around uh, criminals for like large sums of money. Uh and they do. And then they like pulled it on the wrong guy who was under the protection of this mythical like mob boss Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. <laughs> and so... Lacta <laughs> I don't know why that sticks with me. There's a Hungarian guy, right? Yeah, he's Hungarian, yeah. Okay, So then there's the Hungarians. It's kind of a convoluted movie. It's very convoluted. Well, mm, how so? I think it's just kind of like, it's like, well, they pull a heist, but then that heist, like, forces them that they have to go to another heist, which then forces them to have to go to another heist. It's like these, it's like building on each other. There's like yeah, three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the way that the the kind of overall story is revealed. The, the, yeah. These layers to all this stuff. Nobody really wants to wrong Kaiser Soze. You don't want to be on the wrong side yeah. of Kaiser Soze. And so like there's this one guy and he's like, he's the guy who like, he doesn't want to be in it anymore. He's trying to get out of the, the, the criminal thing, but he ends up back in it because they got to make right by Kaiser Soze so that they don't, they don't, you know, like get killed. But, uh, so you think it's this, you're not sure who it is. It's kind of this mythical guy. And at the end it's like, oh my God, it's, it's the, uh, what's his name? The, the, the cop, the ex-cop who was a criminal and then didn't want, didn't want to be in anymore. Wasn't it? Oh, oh He was gosh. married to the lawyer. Yeah. I can't remember his name. It's like um, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetting the actor's name. Yeah. Cause there's one of the Baldwins, right? Isn't it? Uh, I'll look it up right now as I keep talking about it. Yep. Gosh. That's... Um, but anyway, so. It's like at the end, like the cop is basically the whole movie is this cop is interrogating uh, Kevin Spacey's character, verbal, verbal, verbal Kent, verbal Kent, yeah, and Chaz uh, Palmieri or Chaz something, Chaz. <laughs> that guy was he was a goofy. He's actor. great. He's in so many good movies. Yeah, um, the the guy the guy who you think it is is played by uh, Dean Keaton. Oh, uh, oh, okay, yep, yep. Dean Keaton is yep. the guy. So uh, Gabriel I him now, yep. Gabriel Bryan. 
Brian? Burn. Burn. <laughs> Brian. Burn. Yeah, Dean Keaton. So Keaton is the guy. So Keaton is the guy who's like, ah, he's a cop, and he's he's and he then he became a criminal, and now he's out of the game, and he's married to a lawyer, and like so the a different cop is interrogating Verbal, kind of the main character. Yep. Um, played by Kevin like, Spacey. And he yeah, played by Kevin Spacey, and he's like, you you knew it was Keaton the whole time, and Kevin Spacey's also a cripple, in the movie, or is he? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so. He's like, it, and like the whole reveal is like, oh my God, one of the guys in the heist was actually uh, Kaiser Sosa the whole time. And then at the very end of the movie, it's not that guy. It's verbal. It's verbal. It's the main character. He walks with a limp, yeah. as you said before. And so he he's like walking away from the police station. Mm-hmm. And what happens? His, his limped walk turns into- A normal walk. A normal walk. And then you kind of realize the whole time how he pieced together this very elaborate story. Yeah, because he was the one behind it, and no one ever would expect it to be him. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, so I think that this was a fun one. I I, I I don't know if it's the best twist for me. No? It was, it was good. It was a good twist. I'm not going to deny that. But again, I think going into it knowing there's a twist kind of meh, made it not as exciting for me. Here's the thing that I think that that makes it um, stand out a little bit, and I think that maybe some other movies that we'll talk about have this similar quality. Sure, is that there's this twist, which is seemingly that it was this former cop who is Kaiser Soze or whatever, right? Yeah. He was the guy that did this whole thing. So once you once the audience is kind of led to this conclusion of this, it's like, oh, that's a, that's an interesting twist. But then there's even another layer on top of that. Like, yeah. no, 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 that was all fabricated name on the bottom of the coffee cup yeah things on the wall he's just sitting there and as as you go back and watch it you just see there are these shots of kevin spacey's character just sitting alone in the yeah in the office looking at the wall yeah. picking up all of his names and stuff like that that he's going to use in the story yeah so. And, and and so I, I i think it was it was like it was done well i i mm-hmm. think it was an interesting way of doing it and it was fun it had a lot of like jumping back and forth remembering things but you know the whole thing is he's an untrustworthy narrator it's what you find out at the end. Like the whole story that he's been telling is not necessarily accurate. So what the whole movie you've watched is is tailored to make you not understand it, if that makes sense. Because it's told through the eyes of like the bad guy. It's, sure. It's it's told to mis- it's intentionally misleading you. The kind of leading narrative. Yeah. Is all deception. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, yeah it's this un- again this untrustworthy narrator, um, and, and and I think that that makes. I, I like movies where like you can go back and watch it and be like, oh my god, now I totally see it. That's crazy. But in this one, you can't. That's like not possible because it's it's forcing you into a corner, right? It's you have to watch it from this perspective. It's true, and and more than anything else, the stuff that sticks out to you is basically like that other scene of just like Kevin Spacey's character sitting alone. They're like, why are they just showing him sitting there? Yeah, you know, and there's no dialogue. But then you're like, oh wait, I get it, because he's looking at the board picking up yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and we'll talk about it later. But I think Fight Club is does a really good job of like like if, every time you rewatch it, you're like, oh my god, like. If you watch it, you're like, how did I not see this coming? Like, oh, there's so many things pointing to it, and it was just totally, I missed it, though. Well, and here's the thing. So maybe if we want to, I mean, do you have anything else to say about Usual Suspects? Maybe no, I think, I think it was good. Um, I didn't like Benicio Del Toro's character that much <laughs> because you're, you can't understand what he's saying. And that's I'm like, going to flip you. I'm going to flip you. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, I'll flip you. Yeah, I'll flip you. <laughs> I'll flip you. Um, like, so his character is that like he's, um, like no one understands what, like, what he's saying. Yeah. And I don't like that. Because I don't understand what I I also don't understand what the heck he's saying, and like I'm like okay, well every time he's on screen talking, I just I'm zoning out because like sure I literally have it's just like and you're like okay yeah <laughs> that's stupid <laughs> like just make him speak another language like that would be more interesting mm-hmm. but yeah so there is that um, I think that the other yeah the the three side characters so there's five guys yep but I think that Keaton. The, like the guy who you think is Kaiser Sose at the end, and then Verbal, the guy who's actually Kaiser Sose at the end, are the only two interesting characters. The other oh, three, on. the other three are fun. Come on. They're fun, but they don't have any development. There's no development. No, in the well, there's a little bit, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I guess, but like, it's it's not like. Which Baldwin is it? Billy? Uh, not it, Billy Baldwin. Billy What's Baldwin. the guy's? Stephen. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Baldwin. Stephen. Stephen. Yes. Stefan. <laughs> Stephon yeah. Baldwin. But um yeah, I think that those three characters, which are played by uh let's see here. Benicio yes. del Toro. Benicio del Toro, Kevin Pollock, 
and Stephen Baldwin. Oh, Kevin Pollock. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Kevin Pollock <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, those three are kind of, they're just not as, like, I, the movie could have just been Keaton and Verbal. It could have just been uh, Gabrielle Byrne and Kevin Spacey, and it would have been okay. Uh, I think of the other characters, they make it fun, but I don't, I think that they're. But were... you need those characters. Okay. Because they there have to be like kind of masterminds of the thing, sure. and then there have to be the players. I guess right? like they're just like the they're just like the hired guns though, and I just wanted yeah. more from them. Yeah, but that's the same thing with like you know Ocean's Eleven or whatever, mm-hmm. right? There's like there's got to be the team that's yeah. gonna pull I off guess this that's true. thing. I guess that's true. Okay, you know. But yeah, so uh, yeah, All right. uh, usual usual suspects. If you haven't seen it, there's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, well now you know everything about usual suspects. I think it's still yeah. worth watching. It is. I think it. I think it's a good one. Yeah. It kind of stands out um, for me, those reasons. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, tell me, exactly. Tell me on yes. Please tell Joey that he's wrong <laughs> or if he's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of that, and I think that maybe I fell victim to the same pitfall that you did. Yeah. Which is that when you recommended the movie to me, Lucky Number Eleven, and I knew that there was a twist. You're just looking for it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you go into a movie knowing there's a twist, you're just going to be looking for it. Yeah. You're like, I'm I'm smarter than the movie. Yeah. I'm just going to let it happen. But in this case, uh, there were a couple things. So I will say that uh, Lucky Number Eleven, it was the type of movie that I really would have enjoyed, um, yeah, in my college years. Okay. I think it's got all the kind of hallmarks. It's kind of like a little bit of kind of fast talking, kind of clever yeah. cuts. You know, almost like this kind of like it reminded um, me of Snatch. Crime, yeah, it's just like a crime. We'll talk kind about of, snatch later. <laughs> yeah, kind of a crime um, mystery or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, I lived through the career of Josh Hartnett. Okay. And I just, I I don't like him. <laughs> I just don't. That's fair. I just didn't find him endearing. I didn't find him, you know, like all the other characters actually in this movie I think were fine. Even Lucy Liu's character, who's kind of the. Uh, she's she's the like love the interest. Love interest, but like the neighbor. She's like literally the girl across the hall. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and um, she's trying to figure, she's trying to help him figure out this whole thing. Let me back up. All right. So the whole thing they're trying to figure out. So lucky number 11 is basically that, if I remember correctly, so Josh Hartnett is sort of passing through or he's like- um, What other movies has he been in? Like, Oh gosh. I just remember him from like those like kind of teen movies, which were like, um, wasn't he in like, I don't know, like can't hardly. W- I, I always put him in a category with like Freddie Prince Jr. And maybe I'm <laughs> oh, wrong. Oh God, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, no. That's true. So he, he has been in some like other war. Black Hawk Down. Yes, there you go, Black Hawk Down. Um, but I think he was also like in wasn't he in something like Can't Hardly Wait or yeah. one of those other? Do you have his? Are you looking yeah, at oh, his Lu- list? Yeah, I'm looking. At, I just pulled it up. Oh, Lucy. No, w- I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know what that Wicker, is. Wicker Park, <laughs> The Virgin Suicides. Oh, he was in Virgin Suicides? What? 40 Days and 40 Nights? The Faculty? The Faculty, there's one of them. Uh, the Black Dahlia? Black Dahlia Murders, oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Six Below? Six Below is a terrible movie. I have never, no. Oh no, it. Six Below is not a good movie. Um, o, what? Never even heard of that movie. Mm, the The Lover? I'm just reading. See, these kind of things. He was like sort of a heartthrob kind of guy. Yeah. I guess he did, you know, better movies. I'll put it that way. All right. But I think he eh. did better mo- movies than Lucky Number 11. There are some okay, movies on that sure. list that I like, like better Black than. Like Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Great, great I, I was also thinking of Virgin Suicides. I think it's oh, a great sure. movie. Um, so anyways, Hartnett is there and um, he kind of gets wrapped up in this plot. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed between two kind of warring drug lords. Are they drug uh, lords or are they just mob cr- crime? Bosses, crime lords? That's right, crime lords. One played by Ben Kingsley, great. Great. One played by Samuel L. Jackson, great. And they're across. They live across the street from each other in two towers. In two towers, and they like you know? look at each other's offices. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. And they're really conscious. It's a very like comic book esque movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the setup, everything is solid. Like yeah. I, I, I actually like that. In fact. Like I said, all the other characters I enjoyed. Oh, Bruce yeah. Lou, uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is great. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is always. He's always pretty good. Okay, you're right. right. But like, right. he's great in this. This one. He's. You know what? I'm gonna get sucked into a Bruce Willis vortex later, and we're I'm just gonna look down at all of his bring up, uh, IMDb. We're list. definitely gonna look up, or not look up. We're definitely gonna talk about uh, the Sixth Sense later. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he will appear again in this podcast. Yeah. Bruce Willis. He's the sub. Uh, he's the sub text of this, yeah, <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, no, that's a, that's a tangent that's not even worth it. But now that I've said it, oh, I yeah, have Stanley to. Stanley Tucci's in this movie too. 
That's right, yeah. I love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Stanley Tucci's in the movie. Um, so anyways, Josh Hartnett gets wrapped up in this plot. He's sort of this kind of like, you know, bumbling kind of like, oh, I'm not the guy. It's sort of a mistaken identity. Yeah. Like these guys burst into this apartment of the friend he was staying at. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, hey, you're the guy. You owe my boss money. So you need to come and see him. So he's like, what? I, I'm yeah. not the guy. Blah, blah, blah. So he goes and talks to, I think, Samuel L. Jackson first. Or maybe it's Ben Kingsley. Doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. So he talks to him and he's like, oh, okay, well, you owe me money. Or he's like, okay, great. No, I'll get the money. I'll get the money, blah, blah, blah. Goes over to Ben Kingsley and then starts to be like, well, you know, your your rival over there is paying me money. And he kind of gets involved in this kind of war, this turf war between these two guys, seemingly um, unwillingly and all this stuff. And meanwhile, like Lucy Liu, who's in the apartment across from him, is, is trying to f- help him figure out how what's happening here or yeah. like run some surveillance for him. And I don't know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> <laughs> and we just fast forward. And it turns out that basically, here's the big reveal. Um, Josh Hartnett was a young boy whose father was murdered by one of these bosses yeah. these crime lords both of them i think i think they used to work together uh that's right they used to be partners that's right yeah. and um bruce willis is supposed to he's like the kind of hired gun yeah. for, for them and he's supposed to kill the boy yeah as along with the the father doesn't do it trains the boy and so trains the boy the boy grows up to be josh hartnett a super killer super killer who then unleashes this very elaborate plot to destroy both of them, both of the crime lords. And he does it. And he does it. Um, And I like it. I thought it was fun. It's fun. It's a fun... It's really fun. That's the best way to put it. It's a fun movie. movie. I'll give you you that adjective. I will give you that adjective for fun. I'll I'll keep that adjective for later. But man, I just, you know, I... I'm similar maybe to you. Like, I was looking for the thing, and so I was thinking, like, okay, Hartnett's in on this at least, right? Yeah. Uh, Lucy Liu is probably also in on this, right? Yeah. At least. And and maybe, but maybe not. Or, you know, maybe they conspired, which mm-hmm. they did in this one moment. And anyways. Um, what, you know, I, what I did like about it is that, like, because I think I went in watching this, and, like, I, I knew there was a twist as well. Um, but I didn't see it and in terms of like, oh, that's the kid from the beginning. That's what I thought was cool. See, but here's the thing. And and this is like one of those things that you pick up on a little bit later is like... When I have more experience. When you have more experience with movies. <laughs> Let me just tell you about a refined movie viewing uh, taste. Right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this while speaking with my pinky up. Okay. Okay. Um, what happens is the opening shot of a lot of movies explains everything. Yeah. And so when you're there, you're like, why did I just watch this horse race yeah. with a kid? You know what I mean? The whole opening is about this guy going to the horse track, yeah. uh, betting all of his life savings on this thing with his son. He tells his son to wait in the car and then can't repay his bet. He loses everything, can't repay it. So now the mob bosses have to kill him. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Yeah. Because then you're like, okay, and then it just goes into this other thing. It's like, where does it, where do all these characters come from? It all cycles back to oh, the beginning. Well, I think that that's like a lot of movies with a twist. It's like they do cycle back. And I think that that's a really good thing, to like kind of a segue, is there are movies with a twist and there are movies that have a twist in them. Like, I think that like... There are, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, there are movies that rely on the twist and that's what makes the movie. And then there are movies that like have twists in them, but that doesn't make the movie. Star Wars has a twist in it. That Darth Vader is Luke's oh, father. Oh, okay, okay. But it doesn't mean All that, right. like, like Lucky Number Eleven, uh, like Usual Suspects, Fight Club, um, uh, like uh, 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 the Six, the Sixth Sense, uh, Shutter Island. These are movies that rely on the twist. The twist the is twist what makes is the, the movie. Yeah, it makes the movie. Mm, but then yeah. there are other movies where like they have twists in them, but that doesn't mean that like they rely on it. It's just like, a, oh wow. No, this is interesting because mm. we've called this. Um, We've called this episode movies with a twist. Yes. But we could also say, so that does encompass all of it, right? It's yeah. like movies that have a plot twist in yeah. them or something like that, or like which is like, Luke, I am your father. Yes. Like, really? What? What happened there? I can't believe it. Versus, uh, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Like the whole movie is is the twist. All right. That's uh, fair. And, and, and like here's one that I think could kind of fall into both. Uh, Planet of the Apes. I think Planet of the Apes could yeah. fall into both because the movie is good without the ending. I agree. And then the ending, you're just like, whoa, what? <laughs> I agree. 
anything else to say? No, I think that's it. Because here's here's the here's the beauty <laughs> here's the beauty for me. I guess of, the only reason is like it leads that leads into like sequels and stuff, which aren't as good. But well, uh, here's the thing about Planet of the Apes: the twist. So for those of you that have not seen it, Doctor Zayas, Doctor well, Zayas. Here, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me. Here's another thing: is that even if you spoil that twist, you don't know the movie of Planet of the Apes. You spoil the twist of Lucky Number Eleven, you know the movie. True. You get you get the plot. You you end up with the the finale. But the beauty of the twist at Plan- in Planet of the Apes is that it then turns the whole movie on its head. It turns it 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 dramatically increases the the kind of political statement that's being made. Sure, yeah. About like in the movie because this could be some far off planet Right, where the apes rule and what's going on with this sort of backwards society. Mm-hmm. But then, oh no, it is actually Earth. Yeah. Right. And we've done this to ourselves because Planet of the Apes, obviously, made in the uh, kind of Cold War uh, generation, talking about nuclear armament, nuclear bombs, all of that stuff. What could happen to civilization, et cetera, et cetera. There you go. Boom. Uh, I would like to see the new Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen them. I've seen, the, I, I only haven't seen the most recent one. I heard they're for, really good. They are. They're great. They're nice. Um, I actually, I like them. You know what? We should do a Planet of the Apes episode. I'm going on a long plane ride soon. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll download all Just of do all the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the original, you know, from the, when, uh, the 70s? See, ooh, yeesh. Yeah. It was either the 60s or 70s. Has it early? Yeah. I'm not sure. But, uh, like, the twist is good. It's fun. It does change the statement of the bit of the movie, but again, you tell someone the twist of Planet of the Apes, they can still watch it not really getting the rest of the story. Yeah, I agree. And so I think that that kind of puts it in the movies with a twist in it, but not movies with a twist. All right, so what else would we qualify as movies with a twist in it? Um, I, you mentioned I, Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, and this one is, mm, no, I was going to say, because we brought up Wizard of Oz earlier. Like uh, this is what I was thinking. Started. This yeah. is what I was thinking about because you can. This one is kind now, of this. This is in the middle now. Yeah, because there are actually two, right? Yeah. There are two twists. Yeah. One of which that people often forget about. I forgot about it until you brought it up because we, we talked about this before we started recording. But yeah, yeah. So the the idea is that there's the twist that probably many of you are thinking of, which is like the wizard is in fact just a dude behind the curtains, just a just a right? big old weenie. <laughs> yeah, he's just a dude. So that and that's the big reveal, right? That's yeah. the kind of climax of the movie. But the resolution actually is that it was all a dream. Okay, so he, I I don't I don't know if I agree. You think she actually was transported? Yeah, and like she, well, you and then could, came you, back and woke up. Yeah, like she, because that's kind of the thing, right? Like she kind of gets like thrown back into reality. She was, I mean, like I can see, and I, I don't, I'm not like discounting the fact that it like was a dream. I think that this is more of just like a fun theory to think about. But like, I think that you totally could take away that it wasn't a dream from that movie. Yeah, you're right. I because, think there's the potential to Because do that. oftentimes in life, a giant twister transports you into some fantastical land with munchkins. I mean, oftentimes in life, there's two warring factions of uh, guys with, with in towers looking across from oftentimes each other. Oftentimes in life, dudes get attacked by bears in the wilderness. Lightsabers are real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, no, it's a dream. Okay. Right? I think it's a. I think it's a. Maybe I don't have that because I read the books when I was a kid, and I feel like I you don't get that relationship with it when you read the books because there are multiple books. Sure, which I have not read. Yeah, but <laughs> missing out. Let me tell you. Am honestly. I? Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. The books are actually yeah. really good. Okay, yeah, I haven't read. The uh, they're definitely worth reading. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I, so, but in so here's back to the original like kind of question: Is that in, so? There is a twist in the movie. It doesn't rely. I mean, I think you can still watch Wizard The Wizard of Oz. of Oz and say because that's what you're watching for. You're watching for the, the switch to color. You're watching yeah. for, you know, Oz, right? Yeah. Which is this uh, grand to- spectacle. Totally uh total side note here, but I, I someone mentioned this the other I don't know who said it. Someone in the office said it the other day. Um a lot of Wizard of Oz for a lot of people was the first time they saw a color in a movie. Yeah. Now Wizard of Oz for a lot of kids is the first time they've seen a black and white movie. Hmm. Really interesting. It's kind of a. It's interesting because it's a little take there. It's both, right? So is it a black and white movie? It, well, yeah. Would they sit through a black and white movie? Maybe. Depends on depends on the movie. Yeah, um, but yeah, okay. So that's Wizard of Oz. Uh, I would like to talk about. Um, Bring it. My like honestly, one of my favorite movies. Oh no. Um, 
And it, it, I, I, I think this is the movie that I've watched the most ever. Like, I think I've rewatched this movie probably 20 plus times. Oh, boy. Fight Club. Oh, gosh. You knew I was going to bring it up. I, it's fine. Go ahead. I love tell me, Fight tell Club. Me what, tell me about it. What, I, what do you not, love about Fight Club? I'm not like, going to say that Fight Club is the best movie ever made, but I what I absolutely love about Fight Club is that every time I watch it, I, like, notice something new. And I'm like, whoa, there was so much thought put into this movie, like, Every line in that movie is like leading you to the answer, and like, you know, obviously once you see the the twist, you get it. But I think it's cool because that movie is like one of the first movies I ever watched where I just wanted to rewatch it the second I finished it because like I was like, oh, sure. I want to see all of these things that like I clearly didn't get. Um, and so the twist in Fight Club, for those who haven't seen it, is um, Edward Norton, uh, an insomniac, his apartment blows up. Uh, he starts going to like. Um, uh, what, what do you call him? Like uh, AA, media, alcohol, yeah, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, Anonymous. Yeah. But he starts going to lots of those lots kind of support, of, um, support support groups. Support groups, yeah. yeah. Um, because he feels he can get some sort of emotion out there, um, even though he doesn't have any of these problems. Then one day he meets this guy on a plane who talks about bombs, and then like he gets off the plane. Then he runs into that guy later at a bar after his apartment blows up. Turns out that guy is him the whole time. It's all in his head. He is um, like like multiple personality disorder but he doesn't realize it um and so this him and this guy kind of create a basically a terrorist organization that is like trying to free society man um <laughs> but like what i love about it is like the whole like it gets out of hand and at a certain point ed norton's character is like i don't want any part of this and i remember the moment i realized the twist in this movie was towards the end for the first time i watched it and i was like wait a minute what is edward norton's character's name they never say his name in it. They only say, mm, yeah. well, they do say his name in it. His name is Tyler Durden. Yeah. And like Tyler Durden is is Brad Pitt's character, the person he's seeing, but that char- person is not real. Like Tyler Durden is both Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, but they never say Edward Norton's name in the movie and you don't realize it until the end and you're like, oh my God, like how did I miss this? I am Tyler Durden. I am Tyler Durden. Also, he, uh, his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the guy who died. That's Meatloaf. Meatloaf's character, oh, yeah. Meatloaf's yeah, character yeah, yeah. is named Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I really like that movie. I think that the twist is really fun and smart because of that. When you realize that they can get away with a movie without ever saying like the main character's name. Sure. Like what? That's like that's blown, that blew me away. Sure. And I also think that like every little thing in that movie is like when you when you look at it through the eyes of the like of Edward Norton's character and not his like other personality, Tyler Durden, like you you, I don't know. I get something out of that movie every time I watch it. Why do you not like it so much? No, I do. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I do like Fight Club. I did like Fight Club uh, when it came out, and in fact, it when it came out, it sort of made a splash because it was kind of raw and mm-hmm. it was subversive. Very and, subversive movie. Yeah. And um, surprised me that you don't like it because you you tend to like those kind of movies. That no, like. no, no. Listen, listen. I do, but but I guess I also was part of that generation when you know when it came out and it was like the biggest thing ever for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And they would take strange meanings out of the whole thing, okay, right? I get that. And for a lot of people, it became. I think it was probably one of the more popular movies with a twist that had come out for a long time. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and for that reason, it it really got kind of. I, I just feel like it was a little inflated. You know, I I think that this movie is like it's dangerous, and that people could take definitely take away the wrong message, which could lead to some bad things potentially. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, people, you know, there were like, I mean, yeah, of course, there were like the, you know, the dudes who were like, oh, yeah, like how what what's the lines like? How much can you know about yourself if you've never been, never been in a fight? Yeah, like that kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And like Tyler Durden became this kind of like saintly creature to. Uh, well, what's funny is like he shouldn't be. Like they, you, you're no. ta- they're taking away the wrong thing. Exactly, but yeah. that's what I mean. That yeah. there's like there's there's ways to take the movie. There's ways to interpret the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, so granted, this is not this is not uh, you know a slight on the movie necessarily. It's just a, a statement of personal preference mm-hmm. that there were other movies that had twists that I had seen that um, just did more for me than Fight Club. Okay. Uh, I think that's my favorite movie of the twist is Fight Club. <laughs> All right, let me bring one up. All right, what's your favorite? Which movie? you I, you haven't seen because uh, we I mentioned this. This was the other one that I was gonna recommend to you, but I still think to this day that this is the best twist. The best twist. I'm I'm thinking about it as I'm saying the words, but uh, sure, I'll just go ahead and have a take here. All right. 
My take is that The Sting with uh, Paul Newman, Robert Redford, is has one of the best twist endings okay. ever. The Sting is all about uh, two grifters, right? So they're out there kind of running con men, yeah, right? Sure. They're doing this. They're wheeling and dealing. They're they're trying to con people out of their money, okay? And they ultimately – do I want to spoil – this is like the one that I feel like because I feel like it's the best twist. I don't know if I want to spoil you know, the, the ending. I could watch it on my vacation, and then when we get back – we can uh, we can chit chat about it. You at the beginning of an episode. You, you can, but I guess so. Uh, but I still want to say something about it because I've sure. brought it up on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just say that that what makes the sting. So it's about these grifters who are just trying to con people, and so the whole idea is that who the the question throughout the whole movie is like, okay, who is it that's being conned? Right. There's also. Um, strategizing for trying to con other people. Oh, man, they're like conning each other the whole time. They're trying to con each other, but then it gets bi- it's bigger than that, right? Because then there's also this other guy who thinks he's in on it. And then, you know, there's all these other uh, parties involved mm-hmm. and it all culminates at the end. And this thing happens. I'll just say that- This thing? Uh, well, I'll say that one thing happens, right? Then something happens during that event, which also <laughs> changes the meaning. All right. And then something else happens again. So it's like a, there's like a triple twist at the end. I love that. And it's it's so good because because of the subject matter of the movie that yeah. that you know these are con men. This is what they do, right? And then there's kind of a power dynamic between the two of them. Oh, I like. And it. the cops are involved, and this other guy's involved, and like it all comes together in the end in this beautiful moment. I and like plus, it. you know, the whole movie is kind of set like in the I don't know exact 1920s or something oh, like that. Cool, and it, cool. and it's it's got um, so they've got uh, the entertainer. Is it uh, is yeah. Scott Joplin? Is it Joplin who did the, the entertainer? Like da 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 little little ragtime little ragtime going on there but um yeah so it, it's just great and it's like you know card dealing you know sort of uh trying to con people in card games and it's all very fun and moves fast and then it all comes together in the end i like it all i right. might i might check it out i've said too much okay um other movies that uh that okay i, I want to bring up another movie that has a twist in it i think leans on the twist but doesn't rely on it it's the departed. Hmm. What's the twist? I don't the remember twist the twist. Is that he and it's early. It's an early twist is a thing. That's why it leans on it slightly. Because you don't realize that uh uh um D- D- DiCaprio's character is a uh an informant. Until, uh, until about uh, okay. like okay. until about forty five minutes into the movie or so. Okay. Forty five minutes, maybe an hour into the movie. The movie's a three hour movie, so it's a long right. epic yeah. movie. But yeah, you don't realize that DiCaprio is an informant right away. You think he's just like a gang you know, gangster, a mobster. Well and here's the thing, like I I I saw the departed once. I was entertained. Um and that was I I just haven't been back to it. It's a good movie. You too. know what I mean? Like I okay. feel like I feel like a real big bro today. Talking about Fight Club and The Departed as like <laughs> these are great movies. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's 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 indicative of <laughs> of you as a person. Yeah, Joey. I do I do like these yeah. movies a lot. Um, let's talk about some mother issues. Some mother issues. Yes. Some mommy problems. Now that we've talked about Fight Club and making soap out of dudes or whatever. Uh, liposuction. Oh yeah, that's right. So people's fat, right? Yeah, they yeah, make just so human butt. fat. Yeah. And, and and film editing and all the rest of it in Fight Club. Let's talk about some mommy issues. I'll give you this. Wait, um what? Where are you going with mommy issues? I'm going I'm going to horror movies with a twist. Oh. Horror movies with a twist. I hate horror movies. I don't watch that many. I'm not Classics. gonna know any of these. Psycho? I've not seen Psycho. Oh, that, and that's that's more of like uh, I've just not done, you and, know, and, not watched. And I guess I guess the thing the thing about Psycho, are I there even, mommy issues? I don't even know. Well, I don't even know if you can call it a twist. More as it is like a reveal. Okay. Well, yeah, and it's it's it's. I think it. I think it. 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 What do I want to say about Psycho? <laughs> I just think it. It freaked people out, right? Sure. And um, it's a great. I, Really, I know like the classic ending. scene that. Rrr, 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 rrr. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's the scene exactly. that I know with the sure. blood in the shower. Sure, and they just yeah. But the idea is that there's this overbearing mother figure. I didn't know this. Right of you, I, man. This I know, is like I know difficult. literally nothing about Psycho other than like that one scene. All right, and he's a killer. You should probably watch Psycho. Okay. I mean, because 
I'll watch. You Psycho. say you don't like horror movies, but I mean, but like I can it's, watch. Like I can get. I can get. I can get. But like nineteen sixties horror, you can you can do it, right? Uh, can I, I? I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> but the the thing is, it all I've culminates. Seen the, I've seen the birds. Okay, great. Yeah, like you should watch all Hitchcock movies. Yeah, they're they're yeah. great. You know, they're just really good movies. Yeah. Um. So okay, also fine. Filmed where like my parents grew up. So. Oh really? All of his movies were filmed where my parents grew up. So uh, nice. We go back and visit, and they're always like, "Oh, the birds were filmed there, and Psycho was filmed over here, okay. and, and this is filmed there." The Bates Motel. Yeah. Hey. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, it's fun. It's really. It's a nice. Um. Uh. It's a good movie. Okay. So there's mommy issues number one. Mommy. <laughs> mommy issues number two. <laughs> mommy issues number two. Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, I do know the twist in this one. I think. The original, the original, original. Where it was the, his mom. Yeah, the yeah. only one where Jason is not the killer. Yeah, yeah. Jason is Dead. there's there's a there's a mommy who has a problem Let's just with. Just call him a mom, please. But you know, in horror, it's more about mommy. You know what I mean? There's some there's some sort of psychosexual stuff going on right. with you know all serial right. killers sure. and all the rest of it. Okay, okay. so. I'm defending my use of the term mommy in this case, all right? So the mommy issue there is that mommy has lost her little her little kid, Jason, Jason. who drowned in the lake, yeah. right? And now she's going to take it out on all the campers, okay? Yeah. Now, here's now that's one thing, okay? That's just okay, we don't really know who the killer is. Some great kill scenes in that, by the way. But the other best twist, and I think this we ha- we have to talk about this as twist because I well, think and, and this is a form of twist. Okay. You, no, I'm going to finish this point. All right, I'm going to finish this point. <laughs> the final scare. Never even heard of this movie. No, no, no. It's not a movie. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just <laughs> saying, as as like in a movie, like you think it's all over. You think, okay, now it's peaceful, and then it comes back at you one oh, more time, sure. and then you just scream and leave the theater. Okay, so here's here's something that we brought up earlier, before again before we recorded right. was that there are. Also, movies with a reveal, and those are not necessarily twists because you like you don't know the whole time. Well, that's like so. I agree. So let me just get on on record on the podcast as saying Friday the Thirteenth, the original, has the best final scare ever. I've never seen it. It I oh man, N- now you're going to be waiting for it if you watch this mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. I'm just telling you, like, I didn't I didn't sleep easy the the first time I saw it because it was on Friday the Thirteenth, oh, yeah. and I was like in middle school or high school sure. or something, yeah. staying up late. And here's what happened: not only did the final scare happen, but then some people from the high school or whatever came and tried to play a prank on me at oh, Friday the Thirteenth. No. I was alone up at, at and then someone's like knocking on the window, oh, and I was just no. like, okay, all right. It was like great timing on their part, and I know exactly who it was. But uh, great oh, timing on their part, man. but it also just added to that atmosphere of like. Okay, I'm shaking already. People are knocking on the window. What's happening here? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so Friday the 13th, the best. Now, back to your point about reveals. Yeah. Because one of the things we talked about is that mysteries, like mystery movies, could they be a, a twist? But it's all, it's more of a reveal because, because the whole movie is mis- a mystery. Mystery movies, you do go in being like, well, what's the answer? Like, you're wondering what the answer to that movie is. Exactly. I mean, I think... Um, um, Oh, what is it called with Wolverine and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? It's a real sad movie. You actually mean Hugh Jackman. Hugh you, Jackman. You return yeah, not yeah, to the yeah. character of Wolverine. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't think of his name. Hugh Jackman. Hugh and Jake Jackman Gyllenhaal. and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. What are they in? I don't know. It's a. It's a pretty sad movie. It's really good. Okay. Oh, uh, I can't believe I can't think of it. It's by. I'm pretty sure it's by uh, Danny Villeneuve. Does it? Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I, I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay. But um. Anyway, that's like one that like there's you're wondering who like the murderer is the whole time or is it the murderer the kidnapper murder. Anyway, um but yeah, let me hold on. Let me let me look that up. But while I'm looking that up, um Moon. I want to talk well, about Well, hold moon. on. Let's just before you <laughs> jump off, I know what you're trying to do cuz you're trying to buy yourself time so you can look up answers. So yes. here's here's what here's what else I'll say about mysteries. Is like you've got classic mysteries like Murder on the Orient Express. Um uh what's clue or like uh the agatha christie like um uh and then there were none or and then or like i think the original title it's like it's like prisoners i can't think of oh prisoners yeah, yeah i'd seen that go. also on some lists too uh, actually i don't know that i've seen prisoners though I, I i think prisoners is more of a reveal and not like a twist because yeah. you just have to kind of like you're like well who done it and that's and that's what yeah and then you're talking about the, the murder on the orient, orient express it's the it's a who done it movie yeah 
And those movies you're supposed to start like or go in being like, well, who who did do it? And so you're you're thinking about it the whole time. And those have a different kind of takeaway than movies like The Usual Suspects, Lucky Number Seven, Fight Club, yeah, um, movies like that. Well, and actually, speaking of Fight Club, this is another one that we were going to talk about because I th- I felt like it was somewhat similar, but mm-hmm. I I could be I guess. Uh, oh, I think I this was my take. About this. Yeah, you you got upset about this take. My take is that Fight Club is similar to the Sixth Sense. Wrong. Now here's here's <laughs> what I meant by that. I don't mean in terms of a quality of movie because I think Sixth Sense is is not a good movie, right? Sixth Sense is fine. It's not that good. No, it's not even fine. It's not good. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think any of M Night Shyamalan's movies are good. Wow. Yeah. That's like a. I mean. Avatar: The Last Airbender is pretty. Good. I'm kidding. Right, I'm kidding. Like, Avatar: The Last Airbender by M. Night I don't. I'm, I don't even want that to be a hot take. That's just a harsh take. And so Garbo. Be What's Garbo? My, my take? <laughs> no, not your take. Oh, M. Night okay. Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Let's have a movie where um, uh, water kills aliens. There's no aliens in Signs. Avatar. Oh, you're talking about Signs. I thought you were talking. I thought you I were mean, talking about yes. waterbenders in Avatar: The Last Airbender. What brilliant aliens we have to go to a planet <laughs> where 80 percent of it is water, uh, the thing that kills us. Yes, yeah, Signs kind of sucks. And let's run through cornfields at night. <laughs> Obviously, you've never been on a farm. Okay, oh, you would be dying. The more I think about it, this. the more Signs is so bad. It's bad. And then Unbreakable. Like <laughs> I've not seen Unbreakable, but oh, I know man. that. Okay. Um. So Sixth Sense. Here's is it here's, the village or the town? The town, the village, the whatever. That one's that one's fun. I don't even know if I saw that because that I was so fed one... up with his movies. Oh, jeez, that one's like not that bad. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say about. Here's why I said Sixth Sense was similar to Fight Club. Uh, imaginary dudes. They're, they both they're both dealing with imaginary dudes. Well, but one imaginary of dead. one of them's dead, one sure. Of them's, one of them's uh him. But that but that's what I mean like okay, great. Like I mean wait, I, wait, I don't know. You don't, like, I don't, you don't like that? No, plus I also don't like like why are we whispering? The whole movie is whispering. Uh I will say one of my favorite lines in the movie Elf starring Will Ferrell is when he uh goes up to the phone and goes, "I like to whisper too." I like to Okay, <laughs> yes. Get into some ASMR territory here. Hey, oh. Um, I, I, I think we should start wrapping this up, but I would like to just bring up one more movie of the twist. Yeah, and I'm going to do one more too. So you get one, right. I get one. All right, fine. Moon. Yeah, great. It's good. Awesome. It's super fun. It's great. It's one of the better it's, sci-fi movies I've seen it's, recently. It's simple. The twist is simple. It makes sense. They don't try to go too far with it, which I think a lot of movies of the twist can do. And yet the implications of the twist say a lot about the current state of science. And they're cool. It's, it's a, great. It's a it's a really well done. I don't even want to say it. Th- that one I'm not going to spoil. Watch fine. that movie. If you haven't seen Moon, check it out. That gets the official residual it. culture podcast don't try recommendation. To, don't try to think it has a twist in it. Don't overthink it. I, I mean, clearly you're going to think that now that we said it. But like, of course, it's a simple, simple movie, and it's almost like a reveal. Like it doesn't rely yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So to yeah. to your point, it the, doesn't the rely pl- on the it. The plot does rely on the twist, though. I would say it's more similar to the Planet of the Apes reveal. Like you can watch the whole movie, yeah. you experience this whole thing, but then when the when the when you get the reveal at the end, it increases the message and the meaning of the sure. movie. Sure. Also, well, never mind. <laughs> Crossing it off. Yeah. I got right. one more on my list, and this is this is obscure. All right, bro. Yeah. I, oh, you brought this up. Yeah. Okay. The Spanish Prisoner. Yeah, I don't know this movie at all. Oh man, David Mamet, right? Uh, screenplay for this, and in fact, nominated, I think, for I don't know if it's best screenplay, but certainly. Um, a really great foray into film. Sure. Um, and The Spanish Prisoner, it's got, um, uh, um, oh man, um, well, Steve Martin is the the most Is this a comedy movie? No. Really? It's not. And it's okay. it's so good. So The Spanish Prisoner is, is like a con that goes back to like the 16th century. Okay. That these, they would play on people, which is basically, you put someone through this kind of con. Campbell Scott. Rebecca Campbell Scott, Pigeon. Re- Re- Rebecca Pigeon, yes. Ben Gazer, G- Gazara. Oh, yeah, Gozara? Gozara? G-A-Z-Z-A-R-A. Okay. Gazara. Yep, yep. There's Rick, an- Rick J, Felicity Huffman. Felicity Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, <laughs> Ed O'Neill, yes. Ed O'Neill's in this movie? Yes. And, uh, and David Pit- Pitu. Yeah, so right. uh, anyways, really good, and it's it's got really snappy dialogue. Sure. And I'll say this, the... The moment of the reveal, mm-hmm. it, the only thing I would say from a production standpoint is like I felt like they could have built it up a little bit more <laughs> because everything, the, the thing about the Spanish prisoner is that things are happening in the movie and they just kind of happen 
and you're wondering why they happen in a certain way. So, for example, I'll just give you a, this is just the lead up to the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Campbell Scott is there. So he works for a company. He's developed uh, he's developed a formula for something called the process. And the process is going to be this is, is this not the process. Does it involve the 76ers? It, 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 it's it's a it's a great example <laughs> of like uh, what uh, Alfred Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock has this um, this thing about a movie is like it's like you don't ever find out what the process is, but you don't need to. Okay. Okay. So anyway, that's not a that's not a spoiler. It's just like he's developed this thing and he's going to sell this to a company or whatever and oh. become very rich. Okay. That's the idea. Decides to take a vacation because he's stressed out about his job. Goes to the vacation. He's there. Um, uh, a photo is taken of him on vacation. And then at that moment, Steve Martin's character come, comes up and just says, I'll pay you $1,000 for that camera. Because Steve Martin was in the background of the photo and he doesn't want to be seen. Mm. And then this, and it's like, why? And he's kind of offended by this. Like, you can't just buy, you know, my photo or the camera or anything else. Like, who are you? You know, he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then the plot just continues from there. And it's like, okay, what's happening here? Right. And then it all, again, just like the sting culminates. Steve Martin last is moment. the killer. Well, see, there's your prediction, but I would encourage you to watch it. I'll check it out. I'll it's it also out. a very 90s movie. I'll say that. Oh, sure. All right. I love 90s movies. Um, can I, you want to just do like a quick like lightning round here? That was my lightning. I'm done. Oh, no, no, no. Like quick lightning, like, like real fast lightning. All right. What do you got? Memento. Twist, good or bad? Uh, I don't know. I think it's all right. Yeah, fine. I think the twist in there, it's all right. Um, An intriguing movie, though. Uh, Keeps you interested. Yeah, I like the way they did it, but eh. Uh, and I think that was that was more the reason that it was known when it came out, is that it was a very creative way of doing this thing yeah, about sure. memory and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yes. Arrival. Uh, I don't know if I saw it. Really? Unless you're talking about the Charlie Sheen movie, <laughs> The Arrival. <laughs> that way, we've referenced this before. Uh, arri- arrival, arrival, arrival has a fun ending. Um, I think the book is a little bit better, but that's just me. Okay. Um, Shutter Island. Have you seen it? Haven't seen it. Really? Nope. Shutter Island's got is a movie that has a twist in it. That is a that is a Fight Club esque movie with the twist. Um, okay. Good, 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 good twist. The reason I like the twist in uh, Shutter Island is because you're like, I know what the twist is at the beginning of the movie, and then they do everything in their power to be like, No, you're wrong. But oh, are you? Just real quick, is that Shutter Island, like shutter. a like a like a camera shutter, or shutter as in like a sh- I'm Shut- shuttering? T T E R Shutter Island. Okay, I put D's. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. I'm I'm pretty sure it's T's. All right. Um, yeah, uh, seven. Oh yeah, seven. What's in the box? Yeah. yeah, sure. What's in the box? Sure, and actually, seven is a yeah, it's a great movie. That's a movie. That's that a movie that has movie. a twist in it, but I would not say that it is leans on it. No. Um, and then um. Do I have any other ones? I think that was all the ones that I had in my head. Yeah. I've done my list. Star Wars? I'm sure there's other we did Star Wars. Best twist. Um it's a good it's a good twist. It is a good twist. But but the thing the problem now is that a lot of people know about that twist. I mean like yeah, it's so like the unless most you've seen it for line. the first time, I don't know. It's difficult to yeah. not we'll know to, like, that twist. Show it to a child and get their reaction. Yeah. Um all right, well we're gonna get into some uh, emergent culture and we'll be right back, yeah? Yep, absolutely. Sweet. And we're back. And we are back. And we watched a trailer for a movie that may not have a twist in it. <laughs> it's difficult to like say, oh, let's watch a trailer for a movie with with a twist because they haven't if, come out If yet. it's a good trailer, they don't give away the twist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, we watched a trailer for a movie called Sorry to Bother You starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. And actually, I was very pleased to see uh, Danny, Glover Danny Glover in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty good. It does. It looks really interesting. It looks, really it looks like um. It looks uh original. Yeah, I think by the time think... this episode releases, too, this movie will be out. So. Oh sure, so. I'm sure that it will be. So yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I really like Lakeith Stanfield. He was in um, uh, he's been in he's in Atlanta. Atlanta. He's, yeah. Oh my god, he's so good yeah. in Atlanta. Uh, he's also in um, the movie by Jordan Peele. I'm sorry. Yeah. Get out? Yeah. yeah, Get Out. He was in Jordan. Okay. In Jordan Peele's Get Out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry to bother you. Looks odd. It looks odd, so it, it, I think it's billed as a comedy, mm, it is and it does look like funny. Comedy. So it's about this guy who is apparently kind of not necessarily down and out, but like living in a garage. His uncle, right? his uncle's garage. His uncle's garage, and then he gets a job at a call center and kind of works his way up in the call center. Yeah. And the way world. he does that is by using his white voice. Yeah, which is uh, the advice given to him by this uh, by Danny Glover, yeah. actually, who always offers sage, sage sagacious div- advice. Sage advice. That's the term you're looking for. Sagacious there. is actually, I believe, the adverb. Really? Okay. Not adverb. What's it called? Adjective? I'm pretty sure. Because, yeah, anyways. 
sage-like advice. Adjectives describe the noun. Sagacious advice. Yes. They don't describe the noun. They give. All right, uh, we're getting into some grammar. Ah, don't, 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 don't tell me I'm wrong about that. I know I am. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it looks good. You gotta check that out. It looks interesting. I'm gonna check that out. Um, But yeah. Solid. Well, uh, I think this has been a pretty yeah. good episode. Pretty good episode. You know what? I, a lot of fodder a lot for of fodder. this one. Yeah. Heck yeah. So what are we going to do for next week? What are we we gonna got re- some more recommendations coming up. We do. Uh, maybe not recommendations. Maybe just we're, next week we're talking about Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Or, or, or Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. We thought it's time to go back. We were, you know. We were talking about maybe doing anime. Yeah. But I think we want to do we are Miyazaki. Some, we are some straight up casuals when it comes to anime, though. Yeah. I've I mean, watched really, Cowboy Bebop. We should probably <laughs> get, so we were thinking we should probably get a guest on yes. to maybe talk some anime with us. Um, but we thought, you know what? Miyazaki movies. Yeah. Both I mean, of us have talking, seen. I mean, you're talking Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Howl's Moving Castle. Po, uh, Ponyo. Nausicaa Valley of the Wind. I, I, sure. I haven't seen that yep. one. I'm going to have to, so I'm going to. I guess my, our recommendations to each other are just like try and brush up on them before we come in. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to have to watch a couple that I haven't seen. I'm not going to get to all of them. Uh, this is definitely not going to be like our we've seen all of them, like uh, like uh, when we talk about um, Star Wars. Star Wars or or, or, yeah, or Wes Anderson. Coen Brothers. <laughs> Coen Brothers. We've seen mm, all those. Tarantino. Tarantino. Uh, I've not seen, I've seen four Miyazaki films. So okay. I don't know how many he has. I'm gonna look it up. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about it. It's a lot. Again, I got I've a vacation a coming up. Maybe I'm gonna watch all the Planet of the Apes and all the Miyazaki movies. That'd be a feat. Woot woot. All right. <laughs> hey. Well, this hey. has been residual culture. Absolutely. So if you want to, uh, well, please do uh, find us, follow us, like us on all the social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah, Facebook's active. Although I've been posting a lot on Instagram recently. So uh, if you want to see our faces. You want to see uh, my getting ready to record stance, and you want to see Ben's uh, <laughs> child summer outfit. You can. Ch- you look like a, you look. Oh, like an that's right. Yeah, because I had my polo on. Or you something. look like a. You look like an eight-year-old. Okay. Um, but yeah, check check out our Instagram. It's 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 getting populated. Absolutely, and our music tonight, uh, today, it's, <laughs> tonight, it's, whatever. It's three o'clock. Ben. <laughs> exactly. Always, as always, comes from people with bodies. The song is called Finder. Yeah, you can email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. Also, you can find us on Patreon if you want to throw us a little dough, and you're also getting a little bit of bonus content. Uh, over, uh, I guess this will come out after July, but there is a bonus episode that you can only listen to on Patreon. So check mm. that out. Absolutely. Get access to all that uh, that great content. Yeah. So anyways, this has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. I'm Joey Lovato. Get into it. Get into it.